Let's begin now. Shall we? Seems seems fitting to have a little show after a pretty big game. Boy, this one feels a little bit different. This one feels a lot different. Maybe I'm prisoner of the moment, but damn, it feels good to be a champion once again in this city. I can tell you that much. Wow. I bring this up quickly because I want to get this out before we get into the game, and I sound like a complete homer. But I don't care if you were a Chiefs fan or a Niners fan. You watched that game last night. That's probably one of the better games of football you'll ever see, outside of what was a slow first half. After that, it was insane. Welcome into After Hours. I am Dusty Likens with James and Nick as well, as we will be here until 9 o'clock, 913-586-7610. I'm sure the Batman's coming. There's a parade coming. There's a bunch of chaos coming. Anybody can come on this show. Anybody can be in the house tonight. It's your show tonight. It's your victory lap. It is your back-to-back victory Monday night after hours slash red reaction show. We'll bring the old title back to do that. And I want to say that this one is different. This one feels different. I don't know why. Philadelphia, that one, it just kind of seemed like nobody, you know, really put a lot of heart and soul into that team that year because maybe it was a different ride, right? There was the Tyreek Hill less one. It was the, it was the, it was what is this offense going to do? But everything that whole season had kind of been safe and secure, right? You were, you were doing everything that you were supposed to. You were the one seed. You got to the AFC Championship game at home. There were different things involved in this season, but yet it's weird because, There was a repeat offense in this game like there was in the last game on how they won the game. Hey. Hey, so I got church right bunch, F, shuttle, Tom and Jerry right yellow. Orange, 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 let's go. 13 seconds to go in the overtime. Set. We're good, we're good. A touchdown wins the game. Set. Right side, touchdown, Kansas City. There is a back-to-back Super Bowl champion, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you need to know how you draw that play up, here's audio of that as well. Tiger 12, so that puts McColl in. And two tight ends, one running back. Yeah. Tom and Jerry Wright, one-way play. We don't have a lot of one-way plays, but this is it. Yeah. And it's gun, trips right, bunch, F shuttle. Okay. And that gives you a little corn dog with some mustard and ketchup. What is the part of that play that denotes the motion? The shuttle, X shuttle. Okay, shut up. All right. Easy X. Okay. I love that audio because you can hear how confident and just pimped out Andy is by the way he's chewing that mm-hmm. gum. Uh, yeah. 
He's the shuttle. Mm, a little bit of uh, yeah. ketchup and mustard on it. It's always food, man. Oh, I yeah. love it, man. I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about this one tonight. Feel free to give your opinions. We'll have Pete Sweeney at 715 Live, so we'll call him. Sorry, James, I didn't tell you that earlier. I was uh, too busy telling you my DoorDash order from last night that I didn't touch. Um, <laughs> sad day. Sad day. I don't know if I should delete. There's, like, a, there's a lot of people in Kansas City that are having very similar days. A lot yeah. of hungover folks out there. And you know what? You made it through the day. Yeah. And we're here to just keep on celebrating. I wish I could join you all in the in the hungover phase. I don't know what a hangover is. I really don't get them. Dude, you're the luckiest person on the planet then because I woke up this morning and my car was still at work and I had no idea how I was going to get the job done. But mm. we got it done. We're here. I've drank probably 17 gallons of water mm. and we're back, baby. Back to back. That's right. Yeah. I just drink water, lemon, and salt. That's it? That's like the mixture. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It works, but I uh, definitely. I mean, I'll remember that for next year. I definitely ordered like loaded nachos with an extra side of cheese dip and mm. salsa, and it just literally went in the trash. I didn't even touch it. It just I fell asleep before. I probably should have cut myself off, but that's that's what, what you do when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Yeah, right? you know, it's like, all right. You were looking out for yourself because yeah, you're like, I need sure dinner. I, I need food. But then, uh, you know, something else, you were probably yeah. too enamored by the Sports Center highlights and all the coverage of the game and everything. And like me, fell asleep on your couch watching Sports Center at three in the morning. No, I I, I made it to bed. Okay, I there made you it to go. Bed. I just, I don't know. <laughs> Not smart. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it's like, let's let's have a little conversation about it. 913-586-7610, Jay Southland, Toe Service Text Line, Pete Sweeney at 715 uh, Live, fresh in KC, just landed like 35 minutes ago, I believe. But, man, this one feels different. Like the first one, I think we, it, and that's what's crazy, is that you've won three Super Bowls if you're a Chiefs fan in, in literally the last six years. So everyone you pretty much still have on the top of your brain of remembrance and the first one was just wild because that was like they finally got there the year before they'd gotten so close. You knew this team was going to get to a Super Bowl. Was this the year? And then, you know, you actually saw it for the first time. Like, oh, my God, they were down by 10. They came back and won. Right. The next one they lose. It's kind of like that. OK, so that's what a championship loss feels like. But you were kind of used to that with the World Series loss. You kind of knew what it was like to get to the biggest stage. Right. And that's and, and, and that's a lot off. how like 2019 felt was. Yeah. You know, it was like those Royals teams in 14 and 15 of like, they got so close. They got this young team. They'll be back. And then the Mm -hmm. next year was all about, all right, we're going to finish this thing off. Mm -hmm. And then you got to the point of heartbreak where Tom Brady got in your way. And, and see that I think the other thing that numbed that heartbreak is the fact that like, you knew that wasn't your chiefs team. Like your entire offensive line was out. Like it was a tough game. You knew we were going up against adversity and plus playing on a true road Super Bowl too. And it was pretty much over at halftime. So you're kind of like, well, this sucks. All right, well, I'll go to work tomorrow and just be a curmudgeon and not worry about anything. And then I think with this one, this one actually kind of felt like there was a lot of hate towards your team. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of disbelief in your team And people started to kind of come out of the woodwork and be like, you know, oh, no, we forgot about them. Here they are again. And that that celebration by Mahomes at the end where he's just like laying on the ground and Mm -hmm. he's just like, like, oh, my gosh, we did it. You can look at that in two different ways. I think you look at that as one people will say, I feel that because what was it that we saw? Just lots of frustration for Patrick Mahomes. People were calling him a crybaby. They were saying that he was just, you know, too much on the sideline. Maybe he was having his worst season ever. Still went 11 and six, still won his division, still was the three seed. But then you think about what the playoff run was, right? 
you had to play Miami, the number one offense. There was still a lot of confidence um, and a lot of, a lot of like, I don't know, like, Hey, all we got to do is get in the playoffs, see what happens. But it's still, it's, it's Miami, right? It's, it's Tyreek. If there's something that could happen, this would be something that you could see yourself being like, okay, if they lose, the worst thing that's going to happen is like Tyreek Hill is going to get his flowers. It's right. like, I don't want to see that. That didn't happen. And then the next storyline was, oh, now we're going to see Mahomes go on the road and see how different it is for him against Buffalo. In Buffalo, where it's been, you know, pretty cold, snowed a lot. They had to cancel their game and move it and call in the city to help shovel it out, which is still mesmerizing to me. That yeah, they don't, it just blows I, my mind that they don't have professionals. I don't, I, don't, right. I don't get it. Anyways, yeah, no. and, no, and then that win happens, and you're like, holy cow, okay, they're going back to the AFC Championship game. And then it's like you get, you know, special people like Dan Orlovsky that still try to put things up. Like Mahomes is the third most dangerous quarterback. You know what he tweeted today? Mahomes is elite and the best ever or something like that. It was some, I'm like, how quickly things change. And it's like, why it's, and then you get to the the AFC championship game and you play what is the best team in their house. And everyone's crowning them as the champion before we even play the Kansas city chiefs. And then they completely dominate that game. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the Super Bowl, And for the entire week, before it and the entire week of it, Kansas City is underdogs. And everyone has this like take where how are the Kansas City Chiefs underdogs? Like, what is the definition of an underdog? The line in Vegas tells you exactly what it is. It's that number next to your team name. If you are a plus, you are the underdog. And everyone's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then everybody's like, you know, well, all the people are swinging towards the Chiefs. That only means all the people are gonna be wrong. And the most the line moved was to one and a half when mm-hmm. I was sitting with you at your uh, Jefferson's restaurant in Lenexa. Great wings, by the way. They were a hit. Everybody loved them. Amazing. Even like the six-year-olds to like four-year-old daughters of, of parents, they were like, they're like, where'd you get these? I was like, Jefferson's. My buddy owns it. They loved it, by the way. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And you know, that's the great thing no, about Jefferson's. You. It's great for people of all ages. Everybody right. loves wings, Look at man. you already doing the management right. thing. But no, and I think that's why it feels different. You beat a one seed, a one seed, a two seed, and uh, that's it. And, and it I guess tough. the Dolphins. You know, like it was a tough road. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't one of those where, you know, you're getting the Titans at home in the AFC title game. Not to, like, mm-hmm. discredit any of the previous runs, but they threw everything at you this year. And you weren't, like, this team that we saw in the first half yesterday, Dusty, especially on offense, mm-hmm. was what was giving Chiefs fans frustrations all year long. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they went through all of this work mm-hmm. to get to this point. And they're just going to be the same team they were all year and they're right. going to flop. But it doesn't matter when you have 15 and 87. And like these guys, it's just it's something truly special what's going on because they have that that championship mentality, that second gear. Mm-hmm. And they just know when they need to turn it on, they turn it on and they win games like that. The greatest thing that happened last night, Nick and James, is this. Korean national call, man. I said that to you this morning, like right when I woke up. Yeah. 
I was like, you're going to love this. And you, you uh, said, I already cut it. It's ready God, for the show. I loved it. Loved <laughs> it. Loved it. Uh, Pete Sweeney's back from uh, Vegas. He's in Kansas City. You're listening to After Hours. I appreciate that. That's James and Nick. I'm Dusty. We'll be here till 9 o'clock. Coming up next, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Back here on After Hours till 9 o'clock. I'm surprised I still have a voice. Man, in your life. In your life. Have you seen something end? Quite like that. But good things come to the end, and this will be uh, my last show for this week. I'm taking a hiatus, by the way. I don't know if you knew that or not, but yeah, I'm, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, I mean, I I knew it because every yeah. week you're like, man, all we got to do, we get through the Super Bowl. I'm taking yep. a little break. It's going to be nice. That's right. Man, all that PTO, huh? That's right. That's <laughs> right. We're getting out of here for a week, man. I'll be back Sunday. But anyways, uh, Pete Sweeney, he's back in Kansas City, chief editor over at Arrowhead Pride. How you feeling, Pete? Feeling pretty good. This is exactly how you would love to see the season end. And uh, now we, we get to parade on Wednesday, and then it, it's time for uh, draft prep, uh, which I know your your producer really enjoys tonight. Mm, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, sure, yeah. I don't really know how to prep for the draft other than, like, just, like, nail it like you seem to do every single year. Um, but speaking of that draft, Pete Sweeney, are they? Are we sure they're going to go out and get a, a free agent wide receiver now, or are they just going to try to draft one? Or are they, like, are they going to sign this defense? Because after I watched that game last night, man, if you don't believe that the two best corners in football play for the Kansas City Chiefs, then I don't know what you believe in. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you. I think that is one of the better pairings in the league, uh, and then to make a case for the best. And then when it comes to the receiver, yeah. I mean, I, I, I know we're on cloud nine right now, but we've seen Brett Veach make some tough decisions with even more beloved key pieces of the franchise. And so one game is not going to change uh, any plans to improve a wide receiver room that needs uh, certainly more depth, uh, whether that be uh, with someone who could be an ace for you and making the Rasheed Rice the number two, like a T. Higgins or a Mike Evans, or be it maybe making Rice the number one, and then you bring in maybe one of those middle guys. But I, I think we've seen Brett Veach throw assets, assets of problems um, you know, every offseason in a big way. And to me, some of the defensive contracts and then weapons for Patrick Mahomes are the two priorities. I was having a hard time trying to figure out what the play of the game was last night. I know some people will say, well, it's the corndog play at the end, sure, but – when I look back, and I've already watched this game a second time, uh, today I had a little bit of time off this morning for the show, I can't decide if it's the Trent McDuffie batted ball that stops him on third down or the overtime play where Chris Jones just like bull rushes Brock Purdy and he has to miss the pass where he might have had a connection, but he misses the pass due to pressure, and that leads to the field goal that eventually lets the Chiefs go down and score. What was your probably biggest play that you were like okay that happened now the next thing that's going to happen is the Chiefs are going to win I think I felt and I I, I got to go back and kind of kind of take a second look at this game because so many things happened but I think I remember feeling uh, when Travis Kelsey was whipping around uh, down to the sideline and uh, it almost looked like he might score a touchdown and we yeah. we end the Super Bowl with uh, a Kelsey touchdown there but uh, I, I know they didn't end up getting six out of that, but I just felt at that point it, it 
was the Chiefs back in control, where there were definitely points in the midway through the second quarter, end of the second quarter, into the half, where you're like, I don't know if they're going to be able to actually pull this one out of the hat. And then once once they got to that point and built to that, and, and Kelsey went up the field and the place was rocking, and, and you said in your own mind, okay, we at least know we got a tie here. Uh, that's to me when it felt like uh, the vibes were shifting for sure. When you uh, when you look at Patrick Mahomes play football and you think about everybody that's in front yeah. of him, you know it's 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 almost incredible that it's it's always followed by us. You know we see it all the time, but this is one of those games in which where you know again it's double digits. It's the biggest game in the world for everybody, and he just seems to just go out there and you know like at ease, be able to do what he's doing. I remember when you see it a second time, you'll see it on the sideline. It looked like when Kelsey, they tried to throw a touchdown in the corner, it showed that Rasheed Rice was wide open. And Rasheed Rice had to either have said something or had some sort of, like, his mannerisms weren't right. And Mahomes kind of, like, barks at him on the sideline and gives him, like, an M effort type thing. Like, hey, you know, listen to me. Like, this is, you know, and it just, you can see how everybody reacts to that situation. Why is he just the best to maybe ever do it when it's all said and done. It's hard to explain why. I mean, he just has a knack for the game, and I think it's been a perfect matching with what Andy Reid likes to do, really, really uh, you know, sharp between the ears, but also ultimate athletic ability, can throw in the run, any kind of, kind of throw, uh, and just an understanding and a, and a love for the game. You pair that with Andy Reid, and it's just a, it's a very, very hard combination to beat that that's what i would say um would be my best guess and then um yeah no i i i just think that it it is really fortunate to be a part of it here uh i don't think any of us could have expected it like and i i know we give brett beach all the credit and and you know be, being on the record here like he said that mahomes was the best prospect he, he has ever seen but i just think it, it's fortunate for all the pieces to have landed all the uh, stars to have aligned where you get Reed, you get Beach, and then you get Mahomes at the same time. Uh, meanwhile, you do have uh, built-in ultimate weapon in Cal- Travis Kelsey, a wide receiver there in Tyreek Hill at the beginning, built in, um, and, and it's allowed him to play a certain way at the beginning of his career, and you could see that he's really um, molded into uh, a, a different type of player and one that really can uh, build this consistency, win back-to-back titles and open the door up for a third. Yeah, but you're not supposed to be this good, this young. Like, I mean, I I've n- I was never that good at 28, I can tell you that much. But, I mean, it's just it's interesting to see it. Um, Pete, what's about this run, right? We've been a part of all, all the Super Bowls that, they, that they've had. About this one makes it seem like it's a bit sweeter, I think, is kind of like how it feels for the city because of the – maybe the season that was, or maybe because it was the, the gauntlet of the run they had to go through and how it ended with an overtime win. And, and then, uh, you know, this is just, it, maybe it feels different because it's, you, you know, you're starting to enjoy them more because they're happening. But do you think this is the most impressive one or is the first one always just the most impressive one? Yeah, I, I think it, this one matters the most to Patrick Mahomes and I think it matters the most to the national media like every Kansas City knew this secret for a while and it, whatever you know everyone's gonna have bias but it, it's it remains true like my Patrick Mahomes is that good uh, but I think it, it has now reached the national media where the national media is like starting to put some respect uh, on his name in, in that sense and I think talking with Mahomes that was my question to him at the podium like what differentiates this one than the other three or, you know, the other two uh, that they were able to win. And, you know, he, he simply said that 
it matters more. It, it really does because everyone did indeed doubt the, the team this year. There were two people saying that they were going to miss the playoffs in the middle of the season. Uh, I think a lot of people questioned, uh, is Patrick Mahomes that good where he can build up other players? Remember we had that storyline in the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, you had people turning back to Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow, and I think they, they felt like they had to prove more this year. And then to do so, I mean, I, I think they – beat the three best other AFC teams and, and two on the road, and then certainly the best of the NFC. And so um, it just – there's no more yeah, but, I think, with this one. The uh, the game last night, obviously the Niners and Kyle Shanahan, it's it's kind of crazy how there were so many storylines involved with that te- in, the, in that game between both teams. But you look at that team last night, Pete, that won that championship, and it seems it's – it's uh, you know, I gave it the analogy during the weekend shows. I said they're – they're kind of like that good pool player or that guy that you play golf with that's really good because they're always thinking about their next shot. They're always thinking about, you know, what's after, what's current. And I think it's interesting to hear these guys talk last night. And you were a part of it as well. Uh, maybe you can give us some more information. But it seems like, yeah, they won. And, again, I'm not trying to sound arrogant, but it's like, yeah, they won, but they're they're thinking about back to back to back. Like, they want the legit, like, Three Pete, they want that Michael Jordan, you know, the three rings in a row to where you can't take anything away from. They they're already crowned the dynasty. That was everybody's conversation today. We knew it was going to be that way. But man, it's crazy to think that after winning a Super Bowl, after a season that this team had, that the number one thing that comes out is like, yeah, it's great, but we're going for the three Pete. Well, I I mean I I think now you've just entered another conversation. I think. For a while, everyone considered them the best in the NFL. Could they be a dynasty? And then a lot of people were saying, okay, how many you know championships could they win? All right, they've done it. They're a dynasty. They're on the Patriots' level or on the Patriots' corner, so to speak. Well, it's like you're not going to get to six championships overnight. What could get that conversation started? And, and it's this. It is the Chiefs' chance here in the next year, and we are jumping way ahead here, but the next year to do something no team in NFL history has ever done, which is win – three championships in a row. And I, I just think uh, Patrick Mahomes, having lost the Super Bowl, kind of understands that, yeah, this, it, everything's going well. The, the, the pieces are in place right now. Um, but you're not always going to have this opportunity to do something that no team has ever done. And I, I, you're right. I, I mean, as, as much as you're like, let's celebrate this one, let's, these guys were already talking about it uh, in the locker room at the podium. Uh, last night and so it not only I think it's going to be an exciting three days here going into the parade exciting week uh, for all the things that come with the championship in the in the coming months but a lot to look forward to when this next season gets started because I I think they're going to be really determined to try to do uh, something that a lot of people are going to be like they can't pull that off it's never been done give you a couple more and I'll let you enjoy your off season I want to bring this up because I thought this was interesting when they run that play to Hardman at the end of the game, and I think Hardman had another couple of catches. He had one in the first half that I'm watching right now on NFL Network where he just streaks down the field, and we just, we've just we seen so many great Mahomes throws that we just kind of bat our eyes and everything. It's a sick throw that he made there to Hardman. But with Kadarius Tony's inactiveness last night, was it a lack of trust full on because that's his play, man? That's, that's the play he scored on. Uh, last year, and then they did to Sky Moore as well. That's his play. McCole Hardman got the call. I think that's why we see a lot of this that, you know, Kadarius Tony obviously wasn't in that game last night because they couldn't honestly trust him in that last minute of the play. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and, and, you know, it's unfortunate. It's nice that the, the team continued to 
to bring him on the, the trip after, you know, some of those things that happened on social media. But I, mm-hmm. I don't think there was any way that Kadarius Tony was ever going to play in this game. Not That's not something Andy Reid would ever say. That's just kind of what my feeling is from for being around the team. Same thing with Justin Ross. I think Justin Ross showed some promise. There was that whole situation in the middle of the season. He lost six games. And I think the Chiefs got rolling with other individuals. And you can't, I think, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. You can't, you can't try to fix anything. Uh, in that scenario with how things have been going these past few weeks. And so his future is uh, is, is interesting. I, you know, I, I know that uh, a lot of times we'll hear that they're giving him the benefit of the doubt, leaning back into him, seeing if he can you know find a role in this team. Uh, but I just wonder if that energy of, although he has these great athletic traits, he's super athletic, uh, you know, it's not going to ever click for him here. So um, do we move on? Uh, I'm curious to see how that happens. Last one, and I'll get you out of here. I want to bring this up. Everyone keeps asking, why is Steve Spagnuolo not going to be a head coach? Why would he go anywhere else? Like, where is he going to get? He doesn't want to be a head coach, right? He's got the perfect situation. He's he's happy with where he's at. He's tried the head coaching thing. He's got a, a dynasty that they're building over here. Like, can you can you give everyone that's wondering why Spagnuolo is not being sought out, like that he is going to be just Andy Reid's right-hand man for the rest of his life? Well, we asked him a few years ago if he wanted to be head coach. We haven't. I broached the subject in a press conference that I've been at, and I'm I'm there every week for the for the most part. Uh, that he still had desire to do it. Now, a few years has passed, I believe, since he said that. So I I wonder what he would say today. Didn't seem like he got any interviews, which I think is wrong. But I I think there is something to your point too, Dusty. That yeah, I I think he has it pretty good. And uh, even though it's the coordinator and and not the head coach. Uh, this is, as we were just talking about, uh, something that's very special, what they've they've built here at, at, as far as uh, what Mahomes has done. But this year, the Chiefs don't do it without Steve Spagnuolo. And I think everybody knows that. I, I really do. And so I don't know if he would necessarily jump off the train when it's going to historic territory. I mean, you, you, you've you been the coordinator for every championship. I don't know why um, you, you'd be for, for sure, unless it was a golden opportunity, uh, and everything was perfect, and the roster was in place, which is rarely what is happening uh, with these head head coaching positions. I mean, I I think there is something to him wanting to stay in Kansas City. What do you rate your Super Bowl trip to Vegas this year? This is your uh, this is your fourth. Well, I guess this is your third Super Bowl, but uh, what do you rate it this year? Uh, I you know I thought it was solid. You know, seven or eight. I, you know, I think if you're I think if you're there instead of Cody and Gold, it's probably an eight <laughs> or a nine. But I mean, I, I don't I don't know if we need to talk about that yeah, do we? Well, no i don't want to get fired um but uh yeah <laughs> what uh what's uh what's the rest of the off season look like for you what do you got going on over at airhead pride and and any trips to belize or fiji or a proposal in your future uh so we got the parade coverage coming up if you are out of town uh, or just going to be in Kansas City, we'll have everything up there uh, that's going on um, down at Union Station and otherwise. Uh, make sure we we get a good recap of that uh, up. And then as far as trips, believe it or not, Dusty, I have a cousin mm-hmm. that is having a bachelor party this weekend. So back-to-back weekends, I go to Vegas to Atlantic City next weekend. So uh, mm-hmm. that's the start of the off season. Uh, we are checking out also, uh, for those of you that know I'm from the East Coast, I'm a big Ranger fan. I'll be at the Ranger Islander Stadium Series next week, so that'll, that'll nice. be fun too. Look at you! Hey, look up, uh, yeah. look up the song "Atlantic City" by Bruce Springsteen while you're down there and listen. To it. It's a great song. They blew up the Chicken Man in Philly last night. Is the first line of that song, by the way. But Pete, 
Thank you so much, man, for all your time this year. You know that I appreciate you. You know I'm being serious when my voice changes. I appreciate the ride that we had once again this year. I hope we do it for many, many years together. I thank you for all your time every Monday night that we do this show and enjoy the offseason. Enjoy some rest and some time off from the crazy world of football because you got about eh, three months till it starts again. Yeah, put your makeup on, uh, put your hair up pretty, and meet me tonight in Atlantic City. Mm. See you later, Dusty. Later. What a guy. What a guy. Batman's on the phone. We'll get him on the other side of the break. Gear up. We might have a reveal party at the parade. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. Back in. Got a little short segment here, so we'll wait until we dive into it because we've got our... Do we call him a mascot or is that disrespectful? Our hero. All right. Okay. There you go, Batman. The floor's yours. Man, I've never gotten anything but respect from you guys. You know what? <laughs> Dust man, you know what? You lost a you lost a nickname, but we got another world championship, buddy, and that's what the whole thing was all about. That's what this is all about. We not only have goats on our football team, we have a goat radio station that's led us all the way, every step of the way. The Red Symphony, the Red Machine Symphony, the crescendo at the parade, the possible re- revealing of a superhero, probably the greatest one of all time. All I can tell you about what happened yesterday was I would say of all the championships, although the first one that I saw was the best, but this one was probably the be- the most, the toughest one. It was the one that we earned it, we deserved it. What's deserved got served, and we served it. The thing of it is, is that this dynasty, which we 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 tried to coin, there no no need to coin the term. The last time I remember one that really that struck me was the Dallas Cowboys when they did three and five, and we got a better team than they do. The main thing of it is, is that you look at it, we got back-to-back MVP, back-to-back Super Bowl championships. We have Travis, he's stellar, and then Sir Patrick, the leader of this night, these nights of the round table. Sir Patrick has come, just like the legend that preceded him, the legend still remains. Patrick is still the man. He's incredible. And without this team, I think we have two co-MVPs this this year, it would have to be Patrick and then the entire defense. The Chiefs' defense this year was stellar. And it's it's been my pleasure, brother. Ever since we started that, you, you mean Dan and Big T started, right. this, started this thing. And I'm telling you, we've been nothing but gold, brother. That's right. So we should uh, – all I can tell you is we got to keep doing it. Let's try to do it and do the three-peat. And I'll try to get down there and see you at the parade this time, buddy, and give you a hug. All right, man. You take care, Batman. Thanks for the ride. We appreciate the phone call and the time. That's our guy. That's our hero, our mascot, our man. You know, not the one that we deserve, but the one we need. Yeah. God, I hate you sometimes. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah, man, the parade Wednesday, uh, for those of you that are going, what do you say? It's 11 to 1230. Yeah, it's supposed to start at 11 for the parade route. Yeah. Finish up around twelve thirty, then they'll do the rally at Union Station. It's kind of funny. It's like uh, 
you know, I think Patrick was saying it earlier this week of how, you know, yeah, we got, we keep the same Super Bowl routine, mm-hmm. but we've got a parade routine now. We kind of know what to expect this third time around. So, you know, get out there early. It's going to be a nice day for once for yeah. the parade. 52 like, degrees and fully sunny oh at 11 goodness. o'clock. I mean, that's says. perfect. And then later on that day at 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the 60s and fully sunny. I mean, you remember that first one. We walked from my apartment in Westport yeah. <laughs> all the that way down was, to Union Station. That was intense. And it was like 20 degrees, maybe. Freezing. <laughs> so cold. Yeah, but it was, you know, I always tell people, I don't expect you to go to every single one. I know there was somebody on the text line tonight that said, I believe, uh they've taken he's taken his daughters uh or his children or something like that he said and um said a lot of people are giving him grief about it says i'll be at the super bowl parade with my three kiddos people think i'm crazy for taking them but i keep telling them enjoy this run this is not normal and that's true that's as much as i can give advice to you because i've been to a royals world series parade i was fortunate to work here during that had a good vantage point it was uh the old cashew which is now rock hill grill i believe it was Mm. in that little corner so it was a great spot and then i went to the first super bowl parade with my dad uh and you yeah uh the the one year that the first year they won it and i'm one of those people that like i've done it so if i'm gonna do it again i want to have some sort of like I'm that guy. Like, I want to have either, like, a room or a rooftop or a spot where yeah, I know yeah. I can get to in and out of. Which no, is, you're, you're too famous now to be no, amongst the people. Is no, that what it no, is? No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm not that. I just, I want to try to be as famous as people to where it's like, oh, yeah, dude, my buddy's got a spot. Just come stand here. No, totally. Um, you know, you can start it. mixing it up at this yeah. point, but I've done it, it is important if, to go. Right. Like, if you haven't done it or you haven't gone to one, I suggest you go. Right. Like, if I, if I didn't have a restaurant that's mm-hmm. going to be absolutely bonkers, like five minutes away from downtown, mm-hmm. I would be at this parade. I was there last year, and I got a phone call saying, hey, there's a line out the door and down the block, so yeah. could I get some help up here from a GM? And I was like, yeah, yeah I'll be it's, there. It's yeah. what, Valentine's Day? Yeah. Ash Wednesday? Is Dude, that right? How many how many dudes out there are going to get way too drunk at the Super Bowl parade and miss their dinner reservations for Valentine's Day? Good. There'll be more single women out there for me to hit on. Bingo. Yeah. There we go. No, I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> that. Yeah, you got to stay true. Yeah, come on now. They don't call me the crown jewel for nothing, baby. <laughs> now nah, I'm good on all that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, my advice, and this is all talk about the parade. By the way, the Royals uh, are going to announce uh, the stadium tomorrow at 2.30. Yep. If you missed that information, I want to bring that breaking news into you. The Royals have announced tonight they will give you everything you want. Carrington, won, he gets a show on Monday where they win the Super Bowl. And then tomorrow, two, like one segment into his show, the announcement of the stadium. Good right. week to be listening to 610 Sports Radio. I'm sure Carrington will have it all lined up. I'm sure Quentin Lucas will be on the show. I'm sure he'll have other guests that will be involved with that. But I do want to get that information, the announcement of the new stadium tomorrow, 2.30. Um, but my advice to you with the parade. And this is, this is from the bottom of my heart. If you're a diehard fan that loves this kind of stuff, go do it. Do it. It's fun. It's great. It's a good time. You got to know what you're getting yourself into. Don't go there and say, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm going to, you know, I don't want to deal with you. You know what it is, man. You, right. You're going to a heavy volume of people. Hundreds of thousands of people. Crazy. But if you're, if you've never done it, go do it. If you're a huge fan, go do it. If you love these sort of things, enjoy it. I don't know if Taylor Swift will be there. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing she's going to be, but I don't know for a fact. Um, and I, dude, for that reason, I thought like this one might be the biggest mm-hmm. one ever. Yeah, because you're going to get all the Swifties. You're going to be oh, yeah. having people travel from far and wide to catch a glimpse of this team, but also Taylor Swift if she's there. The other strategy that I have is I am a person that watches the parade. 
I don't go into Union Station. I didn't go to either one of those Union Station things. It's a pretty good move. Like last year, mm-hmm. I lived downtown, so I was able. Well, I ended up going to work, but my plan was. Mm-hmm. Go check out the parade route and then go duck into a place or like go back to my apartment yeah. and watch the rally on TV. Yeah. Because now, you know, like you said, it's like the third time around we're we're getting a little bit wiser when it comes to what we do for Super Bowl parades. But right. I gotta agree with the text line. I mean, enjoy this run. It's not normal. It's not normal what they're doing. It's not this normal. This is, I mean, you've got the greatest athlete, maybe in the history of sports when it's all said and done, in your city in this time and the city is just it's exploding. It's it's growing. You're eating a new baseball stadium. You're having parades every single year. I mean, like this is truly special stuff. And yeah. we don't know if it's gonna be like this forever. I mean, it's not gonna be like it no. forever. So Yeah, look at you New know. England now. Yeah. Seriously, so, that's not a shot. Just, no, look, at just like, look at it. You know, yeah. they they had people that were twenty years old that were like, All I know is that the Patriots are the best. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of kids in Kansas City that feel the same way right now, but just Soak it in, you know, every single moment, do something Mm. fun, do something special with your family, your friends, your loved ones, like make some memories out there because this thing's not going to last forever. That's right. That's right. If I go, I'm going to try to get on a float. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ride Carrington's coattails. That's what I'm going to do. I didn't get to go to Vegas. Cody and Gold did. Put me on a float. And I'll two middle finger those guys. I'm yeah. kidding. I don't want to be that guy. I'm just joking. Right as you pass them on Grand. That's right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because I'll be broadcasting live from there. I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah they I are think for so. sure. Yeah. Yep. I think that's what the email said. Either way, I'm a terrible employee. This I don't is, read my emails. Yep. <laughs> it's simply not good. Uh, I'm Dusty Likens. That's James. That's Nick. This is After Hours. Come on the other side. The forgotten hero. Harrison Butker, how about that guy? We'll talk about his numbers plus what he did in this playoff run for the Kansas City Chiefs and why this team isn't going anywhere anytime soon. This is After Hours 610 Sports Radio. Back in, final segment, the 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock hour, only an hour left. Somebody says, a week without the crown jewel, how can that be? Because I'm taking a little vacation. I've been grinding, man. I need a little I need a little R&R. I need a couple of days off. Man, that's the best part of winning the Super Bowl is yeah. that you get the celebration and then you're like, man, let me take some time off. Let yeah. me check out a little bit. Maybe I'll read a book or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Probably not. But I got a couple next to my table. bed that I've got a few pages down. Nice. Or chapters. Nice. Yeah, I, I I read a Gone Girl. Oh uh, yeah, the book yeah, way yeah. better than the movie. Um, most of the time, that's the way it works. And then I have I'm currently in the middle of what is it? Uh, it's Bourdain's. Uh, oh book, yeah, Kitchen Nightmares or mm-hmm. something like that, or whatever the book's called. I don't even know why I can't remember. And then Nivens, who works at the Rock, he just gave me a Hunter S. Thompson's like. Uh, assistant, he wrote a book of like all the years following Hunter S. Thompson. Mm. So I'll dive into that one too, uh, eventually. But yeah, man, time off is is nice. Um, but I'll be back. I'll be back Sunday. So I'm gonna take Tuesday through Saturday off. All oh, right. And I mean, football season. Whether you're in our profession or a lot of other people mm-hmm. around here too, a lot of different industries. It's a busy, busy time. It's go, go, go all the way from August through, I mean, really even earlier than that when you talk like training camp and everything, Mm -hmm. middle of the summer all the way through this point. So you get a little breather. Yeah. And then we got March Madness around the corner. Mm -hmm. It was nice. Opening day around the corner. I woke up to an email from 92.3, the fan in Cleveland, asking Mm -hmm. if I'd come on their show today for their drive show. Yeah. 
And he kind of like the guy that was hosting. He brought up a question. He's like, you know, is it, you know, it's the, you know, the end of the season. You know, what do you do? And I was like, I'm taking some time off, man. I was like, this is a hell. They've been one hell of a run, man. It's just been nonstop. This weekend was brutal, but you know, I I chose this profession. But he was like, you know, he made a good point. He was like, yeah, it's always nice to take time off after they win because no one thinks you're ducking away right. if they lose because like the time had already been turned in. Like I'd already sent the boss like my my time off. And then they lose. It's like, oh, he didn't want to come back and talk about the loss. He didn't want to own up to everything right. he's been spewing yeah. on these radio waves. Yeah. Somebody says, where are you golfing for the R&R? Probably going to golf twice. Um, I'll play with you. Yeah, Wednesday? Sure. Should be a great day to play golf. Yeah, nobody's going to be playing. Right? I mean, why not? Right? It's going to be 60 degrees. No, You could get a tee time right now for Wednesday, and you will have – they'll be like, It'll hi, be like what a- do you have open in the morning? Uh, eight thirty, eight forty-five, nine o'clock, nine fifteen, nine forty-five. We nine... would play like an hour and a half round of golf easily. Nobody out there, anywhere you wanted to, right? Like besides a private course, even they might let you pay to play that day, right? Because nobody's gonna be out there. Everybody's uh, gonna be downtown or watching the parade. Something. I have a right. cell phone. I can put my parade. I can put. The... You know what we could also do is just play before the per- the the twelve thirty starts. Mm-hmm. So you could play probably at nine o'clock, be done by eleven thirty. Realistically, yeah, be home and be able to watch the actual Union Station thing. I got to figure out how to get off the side gig. Yeah, I'm like, you don't need me. I'll work Wednesday night. <laughs> you don't need me. Yeah, <laughs> it's be, not. You, it's probably not going to be busy. I'm like, you'll be slow at all. I'll come in Wednesday night. Right. I don't have a Valentine. Yeah. You do, I don't. So yeah. you're kind of screwed. But yeah, like, I don't. Not. Yeah. How good has Harrison Butker been in the playoffs? By the way, I mean he's one of the or greatest kickers season. of all time, dude. He kicked the. I thought it was so funny last night where they were like, "So and so just kicked the longest field yeah, goal Jake in Super Moody, history, fifty-five yards." Yeah. And then Harrison Butker in my back of my mind, his name goes off, and I go, "You just know Butker's going to be like, yeah." We'll see about that. Um, I I might be wrong on this, but I think it was like the next drive. I forget. It was close. It was close, man. But I do remember, I think it was, was it last year? Butker had gotten hurt and they were going through the cycle of kickers. Mm -hmm. And the guy that they had just picked up off the streets kicked the longest field goal in Chiefs history. Yeah. The very next week, Butker came back and topped his record like the very next game. Yeah. He's like, no, no, not a chance, not a chance. But I think I heard today he had 38 field goal attempts and he hit 35, and he did not miss an extra point. The dude was clutch. And you think about the Chiefs, and when they do all these like player matchups through teams or franchises in general, the Chiefs have the number one head coach, the number one tight end, the number one quarterback, in my opinion, the number one corner, mm-hmm. and they also have the number one kicker. And they've got maybe the number one defensive tackle, too. Just outside of Aaron Donald. Right. I just can't do that to Aaron Donald. Because if we're not going to do it to Patrick Mahomes, I feel like. But, I mean, it's the the de- the level of difference is so close. Like, that's, and, see, that's what kind of – I was talking about this with some friends before mm-hmm. the game of, yeah, they've got a ton of studs on that Niners team. they got mm-hmm. a bunch of stars. But do they have two players that are the best to ever play their position or at least in the conversation for it? Yeah. No. And the nine one three makes difference. Nine one three makes a good point. Mike Pinnell back on the practice squad for bodying Trent Williams. Dude, mm. Trent Williams did not look like the number one left tackle last night. No, false start and a big on a on a drive. And yeah, Mike Pinnell, I forgot how big he is. I don't know yeah. if it's because his jersey said sixty nine, and that's what attracted me. But just seeing how big that man is, I was like, yeah, I forgot Pinnell was a big dude, yeah. and he was a force last night. 
He and literally then, looked like a Madden character out there. Dude. Right. But where like, you juice but, him up all the way. But it was like, like the old graphics Madden. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, it wasn't exactly. like the, the new modern. It was like a huge, like, brick body dude. Like like when I used to play like create a player and I'm like all right well he's gonna be seven feet tall and yeah. 380 pounds and he's gonna run a four two forty very exaggerated <laughs> yeah. player you know oh I got him on the line oh he's gonna be a beast uh-huh. <laughs> yeah and then and then they put Mike Pinnell out there on the, uh, yeah. the field you look at his stats in the game it's like nine pancakes yeah he's the guy you go back and watch replay you're like watch this this character right here and yeah he did man he made Trent Williams his bitch man and that is like that is such an underrated part like I don't. Yeah. I know we give Veach his flowers, but for him to build depth on this team like this while also having that top-line talent, I mean, guys that were stepping in, talking about, like, Mike Edwards mm-hmm. played big. Leo Chanel, I know he's a draft pick, but, like, but also going Drew and Tranquil, signing, signing Tranquil and, Justin like, Reed, Justin him. Reed and bringing him in, being able to have guys like Mike Pinnell to step in, Mike Dana, like, that's really impressive. The top-to-bottom of that defensive roster especially – what they've been able to put together. So, I mean, like, shout out Brett Veach, uh, best GM in the game right now. 913, I just saw the menu for Jefferson's. I'll be there Friday. I will see you there. There you go. Go to the one in Lenexa or in North KC. Either way, both places are great. Uh, Chanel was the highest rated player last night. I know. Super. I saw that. Well, I mean, he forced a fumble. He blocked an extra point, and he mm-hmm. had another big play, too. That's escaping me right now. Not but... only forced a fumble, but forced a fumble against Christian McCaffrey. Right. Who never fumbled. That was who never his third fumbles. fumble. Ever? Well, no, in the season. Oh, <laughs> probably. Jeez. And then, yeah, ever. Um, not only that, but yeah, that's just all the things about that game. And we've only got an hour to talk about it, which sucks. But I know. We, I could talk about it all night. Right? Yeah. I mean, we could DoorDash Burger King. <laughs> yeah, leave it, it outside. <laughs> uh, don't remind me. Dan and KCK, how about you finish us off in this last hour of the seven o'clock hour? Go ahead, Dan. Hey, Dusty, how you doing? Back-to-back champions. Yeah, the Chiefs did enough on D and the special teams. And, uh, yeah, McCall Harmon with the game-winning touchdown. He didn't know uh, that the game was over. He thought the game was still going on. And, uh, and uh, yeah, he's just uh, the 49ers and didn't understand the overtime rules. And uh, how can you not understand it? They, they made it for to be uh, different for both, both squads. So I'll be at the parade Wednesday with my roommate. Take care of yourself, Dusty. Take care, Dan. I hope you enjoy the parade as well. I hope you all enjoy the parade that go. Uh, we'll talk about that over time. We'll talk about skater boy Shanahan and uh, what is the Rob Deerdeck outfit that I think he has to retire because it ain't working out. It's James. It's Nick. I'm Dusty. This afternoon, I was listening to 610 Sports Radio.